Right, well, we come to the message. I usually have a hymn just before the message, which gives the preacher a chance to sit down a minute. But it's all right, so I sat down in the earlier, the earlier hymn for a couple of verses. Well, I'm just the substitute this morning. Uh, but uh, we believe Romans 8:28, don't we? All things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And uh, we need as believers to be available be used by the Lord. I've got a couple of texts together here. I've had a job to, to separate them, really. Uh, I, I feel in, in a way they're sort of connected. And that's Ephesians 1, verse 7. It says, Whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. And Ephesians 2, verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. Now, I mentioned a little bit about uh, John Newton. Uh, in a small country uh, churchyard, uh, the pa- parish churchyard in Olney, England, stands a granite tombstone uh, with the instructions, the inscription, John Newton, a clerk, that's another name for a clergyman years ago, once an infidel and libertine, a servant of slaves in Africa, was by the rich mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ preserved. I mentioned earlier how he was preserved in the storm when he was on, on his ship. Pardoned and appointed to preach the faith he had once laboured to destroy, said, says the tomb, so they are only. And there's a museum there. If you've never been there, it's always worth a visit. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind but now I see that was his testimony and in a way it's a testimony of, of, of every Christian we become aware of our, our sin and our wrongdoings in our lives uh, and the grace of God meets us where we are as we open this epistle chapter 1 verse 2 it says grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places uh, in Christ. This is Paul writing to the church there at Ephesus. Uh, and uh, he mentions, this is a very spiritual epistle, this epistle to the Ephesians is. Uh, not that God can't speak to us from, from all, all passages of scriptures. They're all inspired by the Holy Spirit, every book of the Bible. But here he's talking about the spiritual blessings blessings of forgiveness of sin eternal life fellowship with, 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 with Christ and with God the gift of the Holy Spirit the Lord is a disperser of, of many blessings uh, uh, to, the, to the people of God uh, the saints of God now my first point is this He's, he refers in the chapter to Gentiles well, Gentiles are non-Jews, of course, and most of us here, don't we have any Jews here? <laughs> um, so I put here, gentle sinners, past life. Uh, you might be able to see yourself here. <laughs> Verse 2, uh, it says, Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. In a sense, I see myself here, no problem. <laughs> Verse 3, among whom we also had our conversation, 
or our life, our lifestyle. Uh, in time past, in the lust of the flesh and of the mind, we were by nature children of wrath, even as others. When we mentioned about conversation, of course, some of us, our conversation wasn't very good when we were a non-Christian. And uh, without going into details. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Uh, who can know it? And the Lord says, I, I the Lord, search the heart. And uh, it's as if the Lord takes a torch uh, and, uh, as it were, and he points it on our hearts and he, uh, he, he shows us where we are. Uh, and he wants to help us to forgiveness and salvation. Chapter 2, verse 12 says that, and, that, and at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers for the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. Well, the gospel brings hope to people, uh, and uh, we rejoice in that on this service this morning at four o'clock, uh, sorry, at eight, ten past eight, the Salvation Army officer who was speaking about work in prisons, uh, and she gave a, great, a very fine testimony, uh, and uh, she spoke about the need of hope. Yes, having no hope without God in this world. That's, that's how the Gentiles were, and we're Gentiles. That's how we're outside of Christ, that's how we are without hope. But in Christ, there is hope. Hope brings eternal. And uh, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, the apostle says elsewhere. Uh, secondly, God's previous mercy seen at the cross. Verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. But now in Christ Jesus, you that at some time were afar off are made nigh or made near. You see, uh, in a natural state, we're afar off from God. But Jesus, in his reconciling work on the cross and shedding his precious blood, is making it possible for us to be reconciled to God. And, and you see, so uh, that verse in Ephesians 1 verse 7, in whom we have redemption, uh, and the word redemption means buying out, paying a price to deliver. And Jesus paid that price with his precious blood to deliver us out, deliver us out of the bondage of sin and Satan through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. It's God's free unmerited grace. That's what it means. God's free unmerited love and favour. We didn't deserve to be uh, saved. We didn't. But praise God we can be. Uh, well, we must move on. Romans 5, 6 says, When we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Sometimes referred to there is a green hill far away outside a city wall where our dear Lord was crucified, who died to save us all. We may not know, we cannot tell what pains he had to bear, but we believe it was for us. He hung and suffered there. He made atonement uh, at a great cost, uh, that you and I might be delivered from our sins and saved for a time and for eternity. In Luke 15, it says, Then drew near unto him, that is Jesus, all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. 
publicans, of course, were just the public servants, the tax collectors and others, working for imperial Rome, uh, and, and, and the Pharisees. Uh, uh, and uh, they, they were the strictest sect of, uh, of, of the Jewish religion that the Pharisees were. And the scribes, and they murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And then Jesus then told them of the parable, uh, three parables really, in one, uh, of the lost sheep and the lost coin and the lost son. Well, you can't be a lost sheep this morning, can you? (laughs) You can't be a lost coin, but you can be a lost son or daughter. But the Lord doesn't want you to be lost. And in verse 6, uh, Jesus says, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. And I say unto you, Likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. I want to go forward now to the cross of the Lord Jesus. Uh, we, we see on three people being crucified. We see Jesus in that centre cross and on either side to what we might call criminals. And one of, they're called malefactors in the Bible. Uh, and one of the malefactors which was hanged railed him saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself uh, and, and us. But the other answered rebuked him saying, dost not thou fear God seeing that thou art in the same condemnation? But we indeed justly, for we received the due reward of our deeds. But this man had done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, and you can just imagine there, just looking, uh, looking to Jesus on the centre cross and says, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Uh, and Jesus uh, would have looked at him and said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Because you see, the earlier man wasn't repentant. But he was, and the Lord uh, forgave him. He's called the dying thief, and uh, he he was wonderfully converted. He didn't have any time to earn his salvation. He couldn't work his salvation because he he hadn't long to live. But uh, he didn't need to, for the Lord's mercy is such that uh, uh, he could be forgiven. If we meet the conditions, you see, that's the important thing. I'll tell you very quickly the account of, of the, the Pharisee and the publican in Luke 18. Two men went up in the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, I mentioned about him earlier, and the other a publican. Uh, and, uh, and we read, the Pharisee stood and prayed with himself. Uh, his prayer didn't get get past the ceiling it didn't Uh, uh, let alone heaven he said I thank thee that that I'm not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers or even as this publican I fast twice a week I give uh, tithes of all that I possess and uh, in contrast the publican standing afar off were not Lift up some eyes, his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man 
went down to his house justified rather than the other. It's nice to think going down to his house. Perhaps someone this morning would go down to their house justified for the first time, trusting in Jesus. Romans 5, 1 says, Being justified by faith, we have... Uh, we, uh, being justified, we have... I'd better look it up. I'm usually pretty good at quoting scripture, but sometimes, sometimes the old brain says... Um, doesn't uh, doesn't help. Not to worry. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. That's what I was looking for. Very important bit. Mustn't miss that out. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we've we've sung the hymn "Amazing Grace," and uh, uh, we must uh, move on. And so we see that this dear man was ju- justified. So, as I said, sinners need to repent. And God has commanded all men everywhere uh, to to repent, as we read in in Romans 13, 31, verse 2. Now, thirdly, we see Paul refers to the state uh, of the Gentiles. uh, Verse 12, chapter 2. At the time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants and province, of promise, and having no hope without God in the world. But now, verse 13, Christ Jesus, you are far off and made nigh by the blood of Christ. He is our peace. Now we praise God for all he accomplished on Calvary's cross. And, uh, and so we see that gentle sinners are no longer outcasts of God's kingdom verse 19 now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God if we truly faced up to our sin and, and come to Christ and ask his forgiveness then he will forgive us uh, and receive us if he, as 1 John 1 9 says if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, well, we're coming uh, now to... Uh, I'd like to just give one other quotation. It's to do with Ephesians 1, verse 10. It says, In the dispensation of the fullness of times, uh, we have that statement, that dispensation, the dispensation of the gospel, that plan by which God has provided salvation for lost, a lost world, according to which he intended to gather believers, both Jews and Gentiles, into one church under Jesus Christ, their head uh, and governor. Yes, as our text says this morning, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. And Ephesians 2 verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, you can't do anything to earn your salvation, uh, not of works lest any man should boast. And in, in chapter 2, he goes on to say, that, that, you know, uh, about God, it's God who works in us, to will and to do of his good pleasure. He does the work in us, and then if we love God, we seek to serve and please him. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Well, by grace are you saved through faith, 
and not of yourselves, the gift of God. May we just briefly pray before we sing the last hymn. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this lovely morning. We thank you for this lovely gospel of the, the Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus and the good news of the Saviour, his, his love for us, his intense love for us. He didn't love us as it were for nothing. He loved us at great cost and, and he wants to bring us into blessing. And we pray that we may come into blessing. We may come to Christ. We may draw near to God through Christ and be forgiven and know we have eternal life. And that this day can be, uh, to use a modern phrase, a life changer for someone here this morning. And that through it, Christ may be glorified. We ask it for his name's sake. Amen.